This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tiger Talk with Pat Caputo and the radio voice of the Detroit Tigers, Dan Dickerson. This one is gone on Tigers Radio 97.1. The ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number, and uh, Dan is in Florida today, uh, joining us uh, by the phone, and uh, getting ready for the Tigers uh, exhibition opener that'll be coming up Friday at Tampa versus uh, the Mighty Yankees. What's up, Double D? How are you, Pat? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, baseball season's around the corner. I'm, I'm kind of sad. I was. Get a tear in my eye, but it was like 60 degrees yesterday. I figured, uh, you know, it's probably about time for our last Tiger Talk show because we only come on, <laughs> we're only on when the weather's terrible. So, you know, in this it was snow. a little soggy the last two days. Yeah, it was a little soggy, so I figured it was about time. And uh, looking forward to hearing the, the first broadcast this weekend. Of course, they play Toronto on Saturday, I believe. And uh, looking forward to hearing it from Marchant Stadium in Lakeland as well. But uh, it's here. The games are going to be starting. You're down in Florida. Uh, and uh, Ron Gardenhire, Tigers manager, will join us at uh, 7.45 today. And full squads practicing. Not long, we're going to have baseball here. Yeah, and Alex Wilson gets the start to tomorrow for, uh, again, the, in the Florida Southern game, which I think is, uh, that's nice. I mean, as he said, it's kind of a no-win proposition <laughs> facing college hitters. But I, I do think it's going to be intriguing to watch. I would say, you know, my feeling is pretty strong that Alex Wilson is going to end up back in the bullpen because I think he's so valuable there. Right. I love the fact that he said he wanted to start and they're going to give him that shot. Uh, he was a starter early in his career in the minor leagues, but I just think that's something to watch this spring. And then the other starting pitcher in the next couple of days, Ryan Carpenter on Friday also intrigues just because he got a major league deal and he's, He's one of those guys that maybe just never got the shot that he deserves, although his numbers last year were as good as they'd been in his career. You know, low walk, high strikeout guy. I see a guy with two walks for nine and a strikeout an inning in the Pacific Coast League. Kind of catches your attention. Might be a late bloomer, but certainly somebody to keep an eye on just because he's going to get that opportunity to make this rotation. Well, you know, when you get into uh, the bottom line about it, uh, there's going to be changes. So there's there's going to be some things where, you know, new manager, new coaching staff, kind of a different uh, direction that the Tigers are going in in a lot of ways. I figure you'll see a lot of changes. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody that was in the bullpen is starting, somebody who was a starter is in the bullpen. Chris Basio mm-hmm. seemed like uh, he's not afraid to think outside the box and doesn't have uh, some ideas, and he might observe some things that uh, – you know, uh, Doobie and uh, Jeff Jones before them didn't. And that's one of the things, you know, that could possibly change. And I've known this for a long time. I know you have as well. When it comes down to pitching staff, uh, there, there, it's, there are a lot of quirky, bizarre, weird things in sports. 
That's one of them. I mean, there have been times when really good pitching staff show up. I mean, how many times has that happened with Tampa with a bunch of guys, you know, you never thought you've would happen? You've never heard of. Yeah. You've never heard of. And other times where you think everything's set, including here in Detroit, and the pitching staff's gotten lit up like a like a pinball machine. So, you know, I you know I, that's why the whole season uh, for me is, you know, everybody's, oh, they're going to be terrible, they're going to be this and that. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. That, to me, is part of the intrigue, and I think makes spring training a little more interesting this year as well. Yeah, think how many times in recent years, Pat, even with the ups and downs of the bullpen, you really had a pretty good feel, you know, which guys are battling for the seven spots, and it was a fairly short list. And this year you could argue there are legitimately 12, 13 guys, 14 guys who could could make this bullpen, meaning that there are some good arms who have not performed or – coming up to the minor leagues have a high walk rate. I mean, what if? Right. What if Chris Fazio, who's a very good teacher, he just seems to have that knack for getting the most out of guys who have underperformed, who have talent. What if he connects with a couple of these guys who have not had that success rate, and all of a sudden they're pumping strikes at 95 to 97 versus throwing the ball all over the place? And that's why I truly believe, I mean, you can, you know, I've seen the, the, the basic predictions for this bullpen. Probably, I mean, those are certainly the favorites, the seven guys that you see for the most part. But it really, to me, is intriguing that it, it could be any one of a dozen guys for those seven spots in the bullpen. Yeah. No, like, la- like last year, like actually Stump was pretty good. I remember when they first brought him up, I'm like, hey, come on, you know, Stump, you know, he's not that. Rule five. Rule, yeah, I mean, come on, this, you know, he was actually pretty good. I mean, I I've seen that over and over and over again. It's part of baseball's lore, and uh, I have no idea how it's all going to play out uh, when it comes down to it. I also know this, too, a little, especially with somebody who's a little younger, somebody who has a pretty good arm and they haven't quite found it yet, uh, just a little uh, teaching thing. Jeff Jones is real good right. at teaching, for example, to cut fastball. I don't know how many careers he saved by teaching that one pitch uh, throughout you know, his minor league and, and when he was with the Tigers at the major league level pitching coach. I've talked to a number of pitchers. Yeah, Jonesy taught me how to throw a cut fastball, you know, the right way, the major league way. And, um, you know, th- those type of things can often make a difference. So I, the, the, the one thing that wouldn't surprise me, and I know this is going to sound weird and it may come back to haunt me uh, for saying it, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if they have a pretty good pitching staff. It wouldn't surprise me at all. No, it won't. And I, I think it'll be led by the rotation, meaning I think this bullpen has a, or the rotation has a chance to be above average, meaning top seven in the American League. In other words, the top half, not the bottom three right. or two last year, uh, because of the possibilities that exist in the five main guys, plus Ryan Carpenter, the sixth guy. Um I think there is that possibility. The bullpen to me is, a, is just a huge question mark just because of the inexperience. But what what if, again, given that track record that Chris Fazio has and some of those methods that he uses to get the most out of guys, what if an Enrique Burgos who throws hard but doesn't have any clue where it's going, Right. what, what if he fun, suddenly figures it out? Joey Menez to me is one of the biggest stories of, of camp because you can't go from top, 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 prospect dominant at every level to having the struggles that he had and then flaming out. That just doesn't happen. It might happen, 
but that usually doesn't happen. Usually those numbers don't lie that you, if you're striking out 13 for nine in the minor leagues all the way up, you're probably going to have some success at the major league level. Uh, I mean, what about a high roll of bore? We didn't see high roll of bore's big fastball. I mean, we heard 95 to 98 in the minor leagues. Right. Pretty good command until he got to AAA, and then he walked a batter an inning there and at the major league level. So, I mean, it's intriguing. At least there are some arms to work with. And I think you've got some, because of the possibilities, you've got some, some, some keeping an eye on this spring. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, kind of fascinating in that regard uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, 248-539-9797 is the phone number. Uh, it's our last show. I would say sadly, except the one thing about Tiger Talk, when it ends, that means baseball's about to begin. There you and, go. And that is uh, the good part, as much as I enjoy doing these shows with Dan. I enjoy uh, going down and seeing him in the broadcast booth at Comerica Park and you know, you can tell me how I'm wrong about some prospect or something. And you know, uh, I, I, we love to argue baseball. That's the that's it. I'd love to hear from some fans yeah. too about what, yeah. what, what has them excited for this year. What what some of their thoughts are about this Tigers team this year? It's very different from yeah. the past years, obviously. And it's it's to me that makes it kind of exciting. Yeah. So what coming up next? Dan and I are going to give you some thoughts on what we expect from some of these players. Uh, coming up uh, this year, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. We'd love to hear from you. Got open lines. Let's talk some baseball. A little warmer out there. The potholes are uh, wreaking havoc. But let's let's talk baseball. Ron Gardenhire, uh, Tigers manager, will join us at seven forty five. You're listening to Tiger Talk here on ninety seven one. The ticket two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number double d down in florida the tigers have uh, started uh, not only workouts full squad workouts uh, but they open up their exhibition season the 23rd uh, that's friday just this coming friday uh they take on uh, the yankees in tampa and then they take on the blue jays saturday i uh, will have both games one o'clock here on 97 won the ticket Look forward very much to, to hearing Dan and Jim on those calls. And uh, the regular season, the opening day in Detroit, March 29th. That'll be different, Dan. <laughs> I don't know if that's the first. I think we started in March before, but it seemed like it was the 31st, maybe. Yeah, the 29th. Uh, hey, we had a 60-degree day the other day, so... Chances are it might be warmer than April the fifth if uh, it was a normal year. So well, I don't I don't know how many times I've, <laughs> a day like that I've looked and said, oh gosh, late March if this was opening day, this would be great. And then on opening day it was snowing or something. So oh, they, every time, right? Yeah, every time there there are days in early March when it's sixty, you say take this for opening day, and inevitably it's thirty eight to forty two. So <laughs> the pirates will be in Tiger town. Fans wouldn't have it any other way. So, yeah, we're looking forward to all that. Uh, 248 is the phone number. Derek, you're on Tiger Talk on 97.1 The Ticket. What's up, Derek? Hey, good evening, fellas. Listen, I got a little news that was kind of disappointing for me this evening when I heard that Castellanos is going to be the regular right fielder. I was actually hoping that he was going to be moved to first base so they could put another speed guy in the outfield. But that being said, you know, you guys may not say it, but Miguel Cabrera is pretty much a liability there. He doesn't give you a stretch at first base anymore. He's been affected by injuries. we got to find a spot for Christian Stewart. Can he play first base? Uh, Christian Stewart's an outfielder. Uh, the question with Christian Stewart is uh, whether he, he can throw well enough uh, that uh, it's not going to be such a liability. He's 
Um, he's got tremendous power, but and he's marginal athlete by a major league outfield standards. Uh, it's about throwing. Can he get to the ball quick enough and throw it? Because his his throwing arm is a a major major concern. Uh, you know, maybe, but you can't have a whole team of first basemen. Cabrera, you're right. Uh, I don't know if I'm I'm not afraid to say it. He's been a a minus fielder in his career. One of the things that makes my head almost explode is when somebody says, oh, he's a great fielder. No, he's not. I mean, metrically. Um, or they talk about him being a good base runner, even though he's slow. That right. makes my head explode. I know Christian Stewart came up as a third baseman, so that was one of the reasons that I, I imagine that. No, he's a, he's, an, at, he's an outfielder. He's a he's an outfielder, right. corner but, outfielder. But, but looking at their prospects, you know, from a pitching standpoint, you got maybe six of the top eight guys being pitchers. If they can get two of those guys to come through for them this season, I think you're going to have a pretty good year. Well, it could be, you know. But, uh, Dan, uh, you know, just appreciate the phone call, uh, Derek. Uh, uh, just your thoughts on Cassianos in right field. I mean, he's going to be out there. Metrically, he was very much uh, a minus in the short period he was out there last yeah, I, year. I would, I would throw that out just because it was such a short period. I think it was a minus seven defensive runs saved, and we talk about that all the time. Yeah. I think it's a good system. I do think that people, even the people who have that system, will tell you, don't judge a guy after 25 games. Uh, our guys have always said, try to look at three years of defensive stats to really get a feel for a guy, because you will see numbers go up and down. But having said that, I, I think it's all about that first step quickness. Um, there's no question. I mean, reflected in his league-leading 10 triples last year, he was faster. But really, it's that first step quickness and reading the ball off the bat. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't go out to right field right away. Remember, they made the announcement, and it, it took a while before he got out there because he wanted to make sure that, you know, he was at least comfortable. They, he, it was weeks of taking fly ball after fly ball, you know, power shagging in, in batting practice, the best way to do it. So that, to me, is the, is the thing to keep an eye on, and, and we'll keep an eye on it this spring because he can't be well below average in right field because that just, I mean, you've talked about it. I mean, he's never had a war above two because of his fielding. If he can be average in right field with the kind of, I think, even better offense the numbers we're going to see, he's only 26 this year, that's a really valuable player. So, right. to me, it comes down to he has the speed to play there, but it's all about that first step quickness, reacting the ball off the bat to get to those balls that are hitting the gap or hit down the line. The one thing about it, uh, when he played in the outfield in the minor leagues, he wasn't very good there because he – Originally he was he, didn't have foot speed. he was drafted uh, by uh, you know when and then they signed Prince Fielder so and they moved Miggy to third so they were moving him to outfield uh, with the handwriting in the wall he drifted back after balls he didn't sprint back to the place and get to balls all those little things uh, that aren't really little things they're you know necessary to play outfield uh, I, I I would assume Dan in the, you, I think you understand this, and I hope the fans do. The one thing about Castellanos, and why I think there's hope out there, and it may be he, works. he he will work his tail off at it. He worked at third base. He just wasn't a very good third baseman by major league standards. Right. Wasn't works. a lack of work. I mean, so maybe out there it'll do better. He has gotten himself, uh, you know, or maybe he's just matured, filled out the combination of knowing uh, you know, the nutrition, the workouts, all those things, a little more athletic. He's worked at that. Mm-hmm. He understood that. Um, you know, he's uh, maybe he has a chance to do it. So we'll see. Going back to, to what Derek said about Kristen Stewart, I, I do think it does bring up the point because we've talked about his defensive liabilities. Certainly that's the word coming up to the minor leagues. I will say that Bruce Fields, 
roving hitting instructor with the Tigers does feel like there's something there that he can be an, at least an adequate defensive outfield. You've talked about his arm, but it is imperative that, that we see that advancement and we see the improvement because you just, I'm, I'm a firm believer. You can't turn a guy into a DH <laughs> at 23, 24. Right. That, that can't be his best position. I just think it hampers development. I just think you have to find out about this guy. And I think that's going to be a, a big thing for Kristen Stewart and the Tigers this year because everybody agrees, whether he hits for average or not, he's got legitimate power and enough discipline to to be a force at the major league level. Yeah, he's one of those uh, uh, players that uh, we were talking about, Cassianos, Christian Stewart's similar. It, it, if he isn't able to do it, it's not going to be because of a lack of effort. The problem is, right. and I think that sometimes uh, people make a mistake about it, um, is that they try to fit a, a square peg into a round hole and wonder why it doesn't fit. You can't make somebody uh, play a major league outfield. Uh, those the, the people don't realize overall what great athletes major league outfielders are until watch a consistent dose of college baseball, even at a high level, and you'll understand it, or watch the minor league games and you'll understand it. Plays that are very routine in the major leagues are not that way at other levels of baseball uh, to varying degrees on how you go down uh, and, uh, you know, how far the the level that you go. So Christian Stewart, if he's playing in your rec league softball league, you're like, man, this guy's a phenomenal athlete. He gets to everything. <laughs> it's a little bit different uh, when you're in comparison to, uh, you know, extraordinary athletes that are playing in the major leagues. You You can't make somebody hit. It looks like it's, you know, it slowed down from the center field camera, you know, but, you know, if you watch a game in real time, uh, especially if you're behind the plate, you wonder how they even touch the ball, uh, especially the harder uh, the pitchers are throwing these days and how big they are. They're throwing from a taller uh, downward angle. So the phenomenal athletic ability of major league players makes it uh, difficult to uh, keep it up. You just can't automatically do it you know it's not right. something that uh you can work and it'll help you to a large degree but you can't make a major league player uh, out of somebody who may have a minor league level talent in a certain area uh you can make it maybe adequate uh, they can work at it and you got to find out whether they do it and you really don't know until they're actually in uh, damn that realm where they're you can see them next to other major league players uh, that's what makes scouting and all those different things, such an intriguing adventure. Yeah, and that's, you know, brings kind of brings you to, to Jamer Candelario because, you know, he had the cameo with the Cubs, didn't do well, and then had the cameo with the Tigers and was outstanding in September. But he looked like a guy who right. belonged in the major leagues. I don't think there's any question about that. I'm not going to overreact to one month. He looks athletic. Numbers certainly, yeah, the, the minor league numbers certainly suggest he can, he can hit. He's got, you know, good plate discipline, and then he can draw a walk. Uh, he will strike out a little bit, but he's got nice extra base power, puts the bat on the ball very nicely, and, uh, you know, he, his actions at third look good to me. So I, I, I think he's really intriguing. It, everybody just think about it. Everybody's just like, well, he's our third baseman of the future, and he's here now. I mean, that's based on one month. Right. That's how good he looked in that one month. Right. And I, I know the Tigers, Al told us at Tiger Fest, they were, they were really excited to get this, you know, 22-year-old kid 
who was now 23 and, and looks like he could be there for a while, but he looked like he belonged. That was the thing that kind no, of that, uh, that uh, was pretty apparent, even though the metrics weren't so good at third base, the actions, right. like you said, were really good. Uh, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Ticket text is at nine seven one three six. Get the more of your calls next. And coming up at seven forty five, Ron Gardenhire, the Tigers manager. He's Dan Dickerson. I'm Pat Caputo. You're listening to the Tiger Talk at ninety seven one the ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Dan is in Florida, uh, where the Tigers uh, will open uh, the exhibition season on Friday. At Tampa against the Yankees, um, that's a switch. Uh, for whatever reason, Dan, as long as I can remember, the Tigers usually open up in Lakeland, but they're in Tampa this year. That's a little bit different place for you. It, 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 I would love to know. I'm sure it's happened, but I swear this is my 19th year. It seems like all but one or two, they play Florida Southern, and the very next day, there they are at Joker Marchant. I guess sooner or later, they're bound to be on the road, but you're right, it is unusual. Yeah, and they'll be uh, taking the field tomorrow against Florida Southern, the annual uh, exhibition game against uh, the college, which is located uh, there, the NCAA Division II powerhouse team, uh, the Moccasins, the Mocs. So, but anyway, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Ron Gardenhire, Tigers manager, will, will join us at seven forty five. And uh, Mark, you're on Tiger Talk ninety seven won the ticket. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. Quick question, Pat and and Dan. Uh, what I've read so far is they're trying to say this upcoming draft is one of the better ones in recent times. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, just want to get your thoughts on that. And if you think they should load up on pitching like they always do, or is there like a can't-miss position player like that shortstop that I – is it Torreg? Um, uh, Bri- Bryce Tur- Turang is who you're talking about from California. Yeah, um, I want to get your opinion. Uh, you know, uh, what I've heard about Bryce Terang and just some of the little videos I've watched of him, he's not necessarily uh, just overwhelming with tools. Kind of the player that he has been most compared to would be Bregman, uh, the player with the Astros. Uh, Terang's supposed to go to LSU uh, like uh, Bregman did. Uh, he's a shortstop. Uh, he's not somebody when you first look at him, you're going to say, oh, my gosh, you know, like, when you see uh, Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge or something, uh, but he's just a real solid player. And sometimes those guys, Bregman had a pretty good year. Dansby Swanson, uh, you know, is another one that would kind of be in the category, the type of athlete uh, that he is that the Braves took a couple years ago about a Vanderbilt, but this is a high school kid. Uh, he's definitely in the mix uh, to be the top pick in uh, the draft, but not a sure thing. There's no Hunter Green in this draft, you know, where you – you look at it, and you, at least that, that's appeared so far where you look at it and say, oh, my gosh, look at this guy. He's throwing 102, and he's the best hitter, you know, that type of right. thing. Okay. So uh, you're going to have a lot of choices there. Um, one of the guys that's really interesting to me in this draft, not to geek out on baseball draft stuff, but it is Tiger talk, right, and they got the first overall pick, <laughs> uh, Dan, is this kid uh, from Oregon State. His name's Nick Mandergrove. And he is a great player. I mean, not good, a great player. And David Chad is, you know, the, the assistant general manager of the Tigers who was so involved with taking Dustin Pedroia. You know, and nobody else would take Dustin Pedroia where the right. Red Sox took him. 
and he was a great player at Arizona State. This kid's in the you know similar part of the country at Oregon State. Oregon State is kind of the new Arizona State. It's a powerhouse uh, program. He's 5'7", 160-pound second baseman, and he's a great player. And David Chad's got that frame of reference with Pedroia. And this kid would be the number one pick if you were talking about who the best player is. But, you know, would you do that and say, hey, the Tigers are taking, you know, a 5'7", 160-pound guy. What the heck's going on? <laughs> you know, and there's a you know, number there of pitchers. I, I think this kid is so good that that they're getting by that. But you're right. You got the number one. You, you do face that. What? This is your number one? Right. But it, from everything I've read, I haven't read a ton on him, but, I mean, just – Everybody just raves about this kid, and it would be intriguing because right now their top prospects are all pitchers. Brady Singer is certainly a name you're going to hear a lot, another Florida pitcher. Probably overvalued for a draft, but, yeah, he's the name that's mentioned as the first pick. But I'm really intrigued by, by Nick Madrigal. I really am. Uh, the case, there's this kid, Casey Mize, uh, from Auburn, who throws extraordinary. There's a guy with the power arm. Uh, but, you know, a little bit of a, a wild card. And I also really, really like uh, this kid from Georgia, uh, Kumar Rocker. Uh, you think he's John Rocker's kid. He's not. He's Tracy Rocker, the former NFL player's uh, kid. He's like 6'4", 240, uh, throws in the you know mid to high 90s. But it's looks like he has a high side. He's going to go to Vanderbilt. He's one of these. He's a know, high school kid, right? He's a high school kid, yes. <laughs> Former NFL players, lineman Tracy Rocker was a lineman, so uh, yeah. But he's you know, well, uh, you know, he's one of those kids. He's he's not going to Vanderbilt by mistake. He'd probably be going to Vanderbilt anyway. You know, he's got that certain uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but he, he's somebody that's going to know where he's going, how he's going to go there, and what he's going to do. But most people don't have him, you know, in the top five. But I think as the summer emerges or the spring emerges yeah, and different things, he, will change. Yeah, this list, it's not an apparent list. Like last year, you knew Hunter Green was going to go. I mean, you know, he ended up going second, but, you know, it was kind of a, a, a surprise that he did, and it was a signability factor and all these. Is he going to pitch or, you know, he's kind of the uh, – because he's he's a great prospect as a pitcher and a hitter. You know, there's an organization, Cincinnati, that's really loading up on prospects. I mean, they, you know, in five years, the Cincinnati Reds might be the World Series champions. I don't think people realize that. But um, that's where the Tigers are kind of going to try to be going here. You know, uh, where all of a sudden you look and, hey, look at all these guys that they have in their organization. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how it plays out. But there's nobody that's obvious uh, as a – as a first pick in the draft, nobody. No. So, but it, it'll be fun because you know I'm I'm getting all excited because people actually care about this stuff. I mean, I was like almost apologize. I didn't want to geek out on the draft, but hey, wait a second, I can now. <laughs> if you have questions over the next few months before the draft, call Pat. Oh, uh, you know because like uh, you know especially now, watch college baseball and somebody might actually care. You know, about uh, what I observed, you know, instead of like I'm watching it just for, you know, uh, my own fun. So, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, ball. Matter of fact, one of the guys that could be is this guy, Jackson Kowar, uh, who's at Florida. People talk about Singer, but I'm not so sure this guy might not be a better prospect than Singer. 
And uh, Tigers drafted him in the 40th round just a few years ago. So, huh. you know, you've got uh, a number of players uh, that could be, you know, in that draft. But anyway, Dan, coming up next, we've got a special treat for you. Ron Gardenhire will join us here on Tiger Talk here on 97-1 The Ticket. Jimmy Leland and I talked after the ball game was over with and all this whatever we were celebrating. It was very disappointing, I'm sure, in their clubhouse. And through all the things that happened, we walked in the back room and I walked and met him in the laundry room. And I told him that that was the best game I've ever been involved in. And I was in the World Series with the Twins in 91, Game 7, when we won it all. Uh, but that game right there was unbelievable. So many things happened. And those, both teams threw everything we had, uh, and it was incredible. That's Ron Gardenhire who joins us now uh, from Florida, uh, where the Tigers are involved. Dan down in Florida as well, and Pat Caputo here in the cold weather. But, hey, Ron, uh, hey. spring training has started. Welcome, and uh, it's good that uh, finally the exhibition games are going to start on Friday. And uh, what are your early impressions of your, of your ball club? You know what? Uh, I'm telling you, it's a, a good bunch of young men that have been, uh, you know, really getting after it, really doing the work, and uh, they're enjoying themselves and uh, having a good time with each other, and they're pushing each other, which is really cool. Uh, you know, we've heard all the talk about what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do this year, but you know what the greatest thing when you get in this clubhouse, you've got a bunch of great athletes, and they're just like game on, and they want to prove the world wrong, and I love it. I love every minute of it. Ron, can you talk a little bit about uh, – I'll be looking forward to coming over to the uh, the complex tomorrow. Just get in today. Uh, just talk about the, the importance of guys like Jose Iglesias at short, Miguel Cabrera at first. When you're out there doing the Good Morning America-type drills and, and it's fast-paced and, and – some, you know, basic for some of these guys, but they're completely on board with what you're trying to do, and they're leading the charge and how much that means to you and what you're trying to accomplish. Well, you definitely want those guys on. They're proven, you know, great baseball players. Uh, you know, Miggy at first base, goodness gracious. He's, you know, one of the best hitters I've ever seen. I, I have proved he's one of the guys that helped get me fired. So I've said that a thousand times. <laughs> so, you know, it, he used to kill us, and, you know what, when he's out there saying, you know, this is good stuff, man, we love this, this is, we like this, and, and, and you know, Glacis out there at shortstop, who's one of the best-looking fielders you've ever seen at shortstop, the quickest hands, can do so many things that I ask him to, hey, you know, can you calm it down a little bit? I want you to show him what you were like when you were a little kid growing up and how fundamentally, you know, you learn to play the game and be a part of these drills. These guys have been nothing but the best. Uh, Martinez, you know, some of the veterans, it's been – you have to have that, and they've been nothing but the best out there, and they're really working themselves off. Talking to Ron Gardner, Tigers manager. Uh, Tigers open up uh, the exhibition season on Friday against uh, the Yankees in Tampa. Uh, they also play Florida Southern tomorrow. Um, you've got an interesting pitching staff with a lot of arms. Dan and I were discussing this earlier, and uh, pitching staff sometimes, uh, Ron, the – you know, people don't hear about different guys, and one of them is uh, that Al Vila signed was uh, Ryan Carpenter. It's interesting. Uh, that it's my understanding he's going to be starting that uh, uh, exhibition opener. What are your early impressions of uh, Ryan Carpenter and, and the pitching staff in general? Have you you liked your arms? Because we had Chris Bazio on last week. He he was raving about the power arms. And that's you know that's what everybody's been talking about, and we know we have some young kids that are going to have to you know, learn to calm everything down. But when you have great arms, 
and that's when you have a chance to make great pitchers. And, you know, we brought Bozio in here for a reason. Uh, my old pitching coach, now the bullpen coach, for a reason. And we, we need teaching, and we need to make sure they understand, you know, how to, how to get past some of these bumps and uh, move forward and, uh, you know, stay within themselves and not try to do too much, which young men, you know, have a tendency to try to do. And uh, that's, that's the best thing that's going on right now. They're, Boz is right out there with them every day, and the bullpens have been fantastic. And now we're going to start facing some teams, but now can you take it from the bullpen out to the mound and, and remain calm? And, you know, just make your pitches and let the guys catch the ball behind you. We've been working really hard. Our, our, our Good Morning America, you know, defensive work has been just super. And you know what? It's, it's all about that. Everybody trusts in each other, and that's what we're working towards. Yeah, the, the bullpen coach, by the way, your former pitching coach, Larry Anderson. I thought I would uh, put that in there. Rick. Rick, Rick, Rick I'm sorry. Rick, Rick Anderson. Well, Larry Anderson. Larry, Larry you Anderson was pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, you batted against him back when you were at the Mets for crying out Rick Anderson, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Ron, can you talk a little bit about? I mean, spring we always hear is kind of a tricky time to evaluate guys, and, and now you're you're learning what you have, and you're watching them and getting to know them right now, and now you have to evaluate them. Can you just talk about how you will kind of go about that? Especially, I'm thinking of some of the young guys who you know came up maybe struggled in September but they have those live arms and they might have success in the spring game but it's obviously different than regular season talk about some of the things you'll be balancing as you evaluate these guys this spring you know it's going to be a lot of conversation the staff that's here our minor league staff and that's another thing that they're not getting enough credit the staff that we've had we have in the minor leagues that are over here working with us they are second to none I'm telling you they're really getting after it there's a lot of good information from them they've been developing these guys and we all know that we have a pretty good system coming up now and that's very important through everything we're going to go through. But you know what? It's it's uh, it's going to be a whole bunch of people sitting around talking about things and and uh, trying to you know figure out you know the right things to do for these young men uh, to put them in the right situation so they can be successful. And that's that's what we're all here trying to do. Uh, we're going to start playing these games and we're going to get a chance to look at everybody, look at a lot of people, and we're going to get them all out there and get them an opportunity and health with some of our veterans. We want that's that's another big thing that we have going on. We gotta keep these guys healthy and so far they just look great. So you know what? There's a lot of stuff happening, you know that. And spring training's a lot of movement. We've done a lot of good things up to this point. We're gonna start playing games. It came up seemed like it come up up a lot of quick real quick. I mean everything <laughs> happens real quick. We didn't have we would like a few more days to keep doing what we're doing because it's going so good. But now we're gonna start playing games and I'll get a chance to really get a first-time look of these guys actually in action, and that's that's kind of what you really need to evaluate. What did you think of the buddy jerseys that the players showed up with? <laughs> you know, I think they're rotten. You know, that's what happens. When you dangle something out there, you know, and I told them, honestly, I'm not so great with names, and I'm going to get to know them. And if you don't wear your jerseys out there, which also helps the fans that are down here know who they are or their numbers, I say that for a reason, not just for me, but for the fans. The fans come down here, and if they're wearing these things with no numbers, no jerseys, it's hard to recognize, and I want them to be recognized mostly by me. So I just basically said, if, if, if you hear me say, hey, buddy, because you don't have a number on or you don't have your name on the back, that's because I don't really know you yet. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Zimmerman and the boys, right away the veterans. I got three, hey, three buddy jerseys out there. You know what? I love it. I love every minute of it. That's what we're trying to do here is you know, have these guys enjoy themselves on the field. I love that kind of stuff, and believe me, 
there'll be a fired back t-shirt. I can promise you <laughs> about that Hey Buddy stuff. Oh, it's coming. I'm just going to figure the right way to do it and the right thing to say on it. Ron, you, you talk about all the the basics and making sure you do things the right way. And, and all managers talk that way, but it does seem like your track record shows you have an ability to make sure it sinks in. And I think of the video I saw today of Jim Schmeichel coming out on the golf cart in a referee's outfit today. Oh, my. Uh, when you yeah. did the rag ball drill with the pitchers, it just seems like it adds that element of fun and yet competition. And because this has obviously been an area of weakness, and but you, it just seems like you have an idea of how to make it sink in. You know, it's about growing together. I mean, it, baseball, believe it or not, uh, to everybody out there working nine to five and everything, there's times when baseball can become a grind if you let it. Baseball should never be that. We're little kids. We're out playing a game for a living. And it's incredible to, to have this opportunity. So you have to keep it that way, and you have to do things like that. These guys are kids, all of them. I mean, they've got that kid heart. I don't care how old they are, and they love competition. And to have stuff like this on the side is just fantastic. And you know what? We'll continue that during the course of spring training. We're going to have all kinds of little things going on. And Boz, he's the master of it. He's got all kinds of stuff in his, his book. So uh, that's what we're going to do. I mean, we're going to continue that. We want them to come to the ballpark, enjoying themselves, understanding that we're not going to put pressure on them. We just want them to enjoy themselves. Let's get after it. When we have time to work, we're going to work, and uh, we're going to have some fun, too, playing. Ron, I appreciate it. Uh, good luck to you as the uh, exhibition season opens, and uh, talk to you soon. Hey, I appreciate it. This is always fun, and I look forward to this uh, throughout the season. And uh, go Tigers, baby. I'm, I'm a rock and rolling with them. There you go, Ron Gardenhire, the Tigers uh, manager. Double D, enjoyed it as always. Uh, we always have a lot of fun with the show. Uh, very much looking forward to your call uh, Friday uh, when the Tigers take on the Yankees from Tampa. Uh, 1 o'clock here on 97 won the ticket. We'll talk yeah, to you I soon. enjoyed the show. Yes, and uh, I got a tear in my eye, but like I said, baseball <laughs> starting soon. That's the best part of it. Don't forget to uh, stay tuned for Dan Pistons tonight coming up next. With Kyle Bogey, Pistons Weekly, uh, more accurately. I'll be back on it at uh, 9 o'clock with Ken Cal with Inside Hockey Town. This is 97 won the ticket.